Fee-funded agencies like the Patent and Trademark Office have to plan their budgets around the ebbs and flows of their revenue. Careful forecasting from the agency's financial office helped USPTO recover from a sharp downturn in fees from the pandemic. In fact, the agency received one of the Association of Government Accountants' highest awards, the Certificate of Excellence in Accountability Reporting. For more on the agency's financial operations, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman spoke with the chief financial officer at USPTO, Jay Hoffman. So at the USPTO, financial management excellence is critical to mission success. It starts with a good foundation. You've got to have quality financial data, seamless financial operations, good processes. You know, your bills are paid on time, your contracts are awarded properly, your budgets are sound. The financial systems are integrated and promote efficient operations. And most importantly, you have to have qualified, quality personnel and managers that know their jobs and do them well. Once you have that foundation in place, you're really ready for takeoff. By way of background, the USPTO is a user fee funded agency. It's not a traditional appropriated agency. We collect fees or revenues for patent and trademark services. And because there's some level of uncertainty with where our next dollar to fund the agency is coming from, we place a premium on financial analysis. So when we talk about what financial management excellence looks like at the USPTO, it really starts with these analytics. It starts with a good revenue forecast. Patent and trademark revenues have a strong correlation with the broader economy, among other factors. We review a range of economic data every week to stay current on changes to underlying economic trends. Those revenue forecasts ultimately become the basis upon which we build our budgets. It's not based on what we might receive in a traditional appropriation-based budget. It's really more what can we afford in any given year, given the revenues that are coming in. When revenue forecasts and fees come in strong, we calibrate our budgets to meet that higher level of demand for patent and trademark services. And when fee forecasts are lower, we similarly adjust our spending downward. The budget profile is very dynamic and calibrated for the demand for the services that we provide. Another unique aspect of USPTO financial management is maintaining a cash operating reserve. Because revenues fluctuate month to month and, quite frankly, day to day, we maintain modest cash reserves to cover our spending and effectively smooth out the ups and downs of our revenue fee collections. And lastly, it's about having the financial analytics to inform agency decisions. During times when revenues are lower than expected, we have to adjust to that, and we need good data to inform us where we can make those adjustments, what contracts can be adjusted, where we have lower priority funding that can be harvested and redeployed to higher value work and modeling of various spending scenarios to understand their financial implications. So I think it's these things that are happening as part of our foundation, these analytics and having good financial data that are translating into success in the SEER process. And it's gratifying to have the financial team be recognized by the AGA for all the good work they've done really over several years. Right. And that's interesting about the forecasting. I imagine in times like these, that is more important now than ever. Are you able to speak to any degree of how that forecasting is getting the agency by in these current times? You know, one of the challenges that we've had during the pandemic and the subsequent economic downturn is that there's been a lot of uncertainty in our revenue and in our forecasting. During the onset of the COVID pandemic, for example, back in March and April, there was a sudden economic downturn in the spring. Everybody saw it in the markets and the broader economy. And consequently, we saw a drop in our trademark revenues. In fact, it was a a pretty sudden drop. 
we had to react to that unexpected change in revenues. And this led to, as I was describing, uh, cost-cutting measures, deferring some hiring, and trying to right-size our budgets for that drop in revenues. Now, what was interesting about the spring is that just as suddenly as trademark revenues declined, they also very sharply rebounded in a V-shape-like recovery that you've heard about in other contexts. And I think that that was largely attributable to the stimulus that the Congress and that the Federal Reserve implemented. And we saw those impacts in trademarks. And so consequently, we have continued to adjust and monitor the revenues in response to what's happening in the economy, not just in terms of the downturn, but also in terms of the recovery. Circling back a little bit more to the merits of the CR Award, you know, I understand they recognize improvements, innovations, internal collaboration, or are just some of the things that I've been picking up on. And it sounds like we've maybe discussed a little bit of that, but, you know, are there any other really good examples of the USPTO excelling in those areas? In the CFO organization here at USPTO, we have a mantra. It's engage, educate, and enable. So what I'd like to do is go through how we apply that mantra when it comes to internal collaboration and driving the sort of results that you're asking about. So it starts with engage. We engage our internal customers to understand what they are trying to accomplish and how the financial services of the OCFO can further that. The next thing we do is we educate. We work with our internal customers to educate them on the art of the possible. How can our financial services get them to where they're trying to go? And then lastly, we enable. Once our customer has decided on the direction they want to go, we implement that direction and apply our financial expertise and financial services to make them successful. So let me give you some examples that are, I think, very relevant to this conversation. We have a really important relationship with the chief information officer here at the PTO from my chair as CFO. Much of the contracting work that the agency does that my office is responsible for is information technology related. The CIO is doing several innovative things, including moving to a more agile operating model. Using our Engage, Educate, Enable philosophy, we've successfully worked with the CIO to begin transitioning many of our contracted IT services to best-in-class and government-wide category management-like contracts, providing access to a broad range of vendors, pre-competed prices, all in furtherance of the CIO's goals to move to a more agile operating model while also getting a good price and a good deal for the agency. Another example where we use this mantra and where the agency really demonstrates a commitment to financial management excellence and innovation is the following. We have a financial advisory board here in the agency. I've worked in federal financial management at five different federal agencies over the course of my career, and the financial advisory board is something very unique to the USPTO. What it is is it's a financial committee that's chaired by the CFO with representation from the major USPTO business unit heads. And when it comes time to make big financial decisions, whether that be adjusting budgets or making major investments, those decisions typically find their way to the financial advisory board. And the board reviews the analysis, it considers options, and ultimately makes decisions as a committee. We achieve consensus-driven decisions in financial management on an agency-wide level. So financial management excellence at the PTO, it it happens in more offices than just the CFO. It's truly an agency commitment. Zooming out here a little bit as far as the topic, this year marks the 30th year of the CFO Act. And that being said, how have you seen your work evolve in, in more recent years? 
I think one of the biggest evolutions or biggest changes that we've seen since the CFO Act went into effect in 1990 is the improvement in sophistication in internal controls. And internal controls are the processes and checks that we put in place to make sure that financial management is working the way it should and also that the agency is working the way it should. One big change is that we've removed the perception that, that these internal controls are just for people in accounting. Uh, internal controls are everyone's responsibility and they permeate both the financial as well as the programmatic operations of the agency. Jay Hoffman, Chief Financial Officer at the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.